Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today we will be talking about intuition. And no, it's not voodoo stuff. It's a super powerful, scientifically proven skill that you can use to create a life of your dreams. Different people call it different names. Premonition, sixth sense, gut feeling, divination, hunch, inkling. Whatever you call it, we will talk about how to increase it today. Because intuition is one of the greatest gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to humanity. I believe every human has this capacity to advance their intuition. Because every human is born on fitra. And as long as there is no restrictions applied to this intuition, people can gain a lot of wisdom from this intuition. These restrictions that I speak of are usually applied by the human's lower brain. I'm going to identify these objections that restrict the growth of our intuition. And all you have to do is lift these restrictions so that the intuition will grow naturally. Because for the most part, just the awareness dissolves these restrictions. But you might actually have to notice what you need to take extra actions on on some of them. Restriction number one that the human brain applies that blocks intuition is Muslims don't believe in intuition. Everything good is from Allah, so if it's supposed to happen, it will happen for me. Yes, we are to believe everything good is from Allah, but intuition is one of those good things. In a Sahih Hadith, Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O people, there is nothing remaining of the glad tidings of prophethood except a good vision that a Muslim sees or someone else sees it for him. A truthful person can see truthful visions according to our tradition. There's no problem with that. But the problem is when someone becomes obsessed with the idea that whatever they see or predict will happen, and they restrict themselves to living a life according to these visions. This can be debilitating if overused. Not to mention, it gives the illusion of power being in your own brain, not with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without a good understanding of our own internal biases, a person over-relying on intuition can fall victim to their fear-based brain and start to live a fearful life while labeling it intuition. There is nothing in Islam that says you can't trust your intuition. You just can't replace it for belief in Allah. Restriction number two, intuition as a skill is enough to solve everything. So on one extreme, you might not consider it to be of any importance. And on the other hand, you give it all the importance. Again, we follow a middle path. Intuition is a powerful skill just as other powers of our brain, like intelligence. Intelligence is a hammer, which is an important tool. But to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Intuition is more of a multifunctional tool. Intelligence is about reading the lines. Intuition is about reading in between the lines. Intelligence is about seeing a puzzle piece and knowing that it belongs to a puzzle. Intuition is about discerning what the puzzle would look like just from a few puzzle pieces. Intuition with practice gets sharper and it answers complex questions like when to work or when to rest, when to have laser sharp focus and when to approach things more casually, when to promote the business relentlessly and when to take a seat. Intuition is heavily based on emotion, and it is derived from our previous life experiences that literally leave a genetic imprint. 
A person gets wiser with experience and has more intuition. The more you use your intuition towards trying something new, the more accurate it becomes in the future. Intuition gets sharper when you evaluate your answers and see what helped you grow and what didn't. Intuition is a skill set. It is a way to think about your situation rather than a dream that you'll have one day telling you the answer in black and white. Restriction number three that a human brain applies that limits intuition. And that is that intuition is not the same as a familiar way of thinking. How do you tell if something is intuition versus a comfortable way of thinking? Meaning, how are you able to tell when are you following your intuition and when are you just following a conditioned worldview? The primitive brain is exceptionally well at doing its job, staying comfortable, spending the least amount of energy, and avoiding pain. If you are skeptical about the existence of intuition, chances are you've been using the comfort pathways of the brain and when you don't see any results, you then resort to saying, my intuition is broken. Or worse yet, intuition is not real altogether. If following your intuition always keeping you on the path of what is known to you and what is comfortable to you, then it's not your intuition. It's just because of the effect of your primitive brain. If you find yourself saying, I consulted my intuition and it told me that it is not the right time for me to pursue a career or for me to enroll in college, or for me to invest in the stock market. Ask yourself, is it your intuition or is it your comfort brain telling you to stay put, stay in the cave, and don't investigate anything? The lower brain will try to keep you safe from all known discomfort and it's not necessarily your intuition. Restriction number four. Expecting intuition to provide solid evidence. Intuition is an invisible gift that we all have, but we are not all consciously using it. You are not to all of a sudden receive an intuitive hit. You are to nurture it. In the book, Thinking Fast and Slow, author explains the two systems that drive the way we think. System 1 is fast, intuitive, and emotional. System 2 is slower, more deliberative, and more logical. The classic difference between the right and the left brain. Intelligence is a left brain function and intuition is the right brain function. So if we're operating under this restriction of waiting of intuition to provide us solid evidence, we are hoping that our intuition gives us clear cut answers as our intelligence does. And if it doesn't, which it won't because that's not how intuition operates, we disregard it as being effective altogether. Learning to trust the intellect is easy because everyone relies on intellect. But our job as experiential beings is to learn to trust intuition. Everyone teaches us how to use the intellect, but there's no classes on how to learn to listen to intuition. If you're sitting around waiting for intuition to arrive and the right stroke of intuition to inspire you, it's not going to happen that way because that's not intuition's job. Highly intuitive people do not have the answers delivered to them. They discover them. There is no clear vision that you're going to get. Well, with some exceptions. So in my example, before COVID, when we were traveling, we had a trip internationally once, and I had packed one of the top-of-the-line GoPros for our trip to make videos and make memories. 
I remember packing it very carefully, but when I opened the bag at the destination to take the video of our amazing adventure, everything else was in the bag, all the accessories except for the actual GoPro camera. I was so disheartened that I somehow lost it or it was stolen. Because I remembered very carefully packing it just for this reason. So in the sadness of losing my best gadget, I attempted to enjoy the trip. And I enjoyed it. But this thought was still lingering in the back of my mind that my GoPro was potentially stolen. During the trip, I had a dream that the camera was under my bed at home. And the next morning I told my husband about it. And we both kind of found it strange. But in the busyness of the trip, I forgot all about the dream. Then alhamdulillah we safely reached home and a few weeks later I remembered the GoPro again because it was time for me to record one of my kids soccer games and then all of a sudden I felt sad again because I remembered it was lost. But in the very next moment I also remembered that I had a dream that it was going to be under my bed. So I rushed to my room and I looked under my bed and there it was sitting exactly where my dream told me it was going to be. I was so surprised how the whole event turned out. And I do get some visions here and there telling me what is and what isn't. And it's the truth for a lot of people on the planet. But I told you this story because this is not the norm. Intuition is not supposed to give you a solid evidence. So this story was an example of what not to look for. <laughs> but while this was a memorable experience for me, this again is not the norm. Alright, so moving on. Restriction number four. High intuition means I don't feel discomfort. Intuition does not shield you from negative emotions. So this is another reason people lose touch with their intuition. That's because they start to expect that everything will feel peachy because they were listening to their gut feeling. Just because you're experiencing negative emotions doesn't mean that your intuition was wrong or that you failed to listen to your intuition. And just because you feel good doesn't mean that you have high intuition. The way you know that you're following your intuition is if you're growing as a person, you're expanding your horizons, and you're improving as a human. And every path to growth involves discomfort because your primal brain attempts its best to keep you safe in the cave. And to be able to grow, you have to step out of the cave and into the discomfort. The primal self does not like it, so it creates danger cues. It literally says, stay in the cave or you will die. Growth almost guarantees discomfort does not mean that you are low in intuition. Intuition cannot guard you against negative emotions. Most people stop listening to their intuition because they come across a failure. They feel bad. They feel horrible for either having a failed attempt at a business or a failed marriage or regret having yelled at the kids. They feel stressed at a job that they thought was their calling and they think that their intuition is defective. High intuition does not mean you won't feel uncomfortable every now and then. So in modern terms, being comfortable all the time is labeled as being aligned. You might have a tendency to say, I only do things that feel aligned to me. In this case, aligned means sitting on a couch, eating chips and watching Netflix. That feels really aligned. When you go after growth from intuition, it will feel the exact opposite of aligned, which again is a popular culture term. Another name for staying comfortable. Restriction number five, intuition means success. We equate intuition's message to success, but that's not always the case. What if intuition's whole purpose was to create failures so we could learn from them and grow? 
knowing the universal law that we grow from mistakes, post-traumatic growth, which is a valid scientific phenomenon studied in multiple replicable studies, what if this was the role of intuition? Intuition knows that if we became complacent, if we stopped growing, if we didn't expand ourselves, we would wither away. So intuition's job is to tell us that it's safe to encounter failures so that we could then become anti-fragile. Wow, that's a term I haven't used in a long time, anti-fragile, but it is one of my favorite terms. In the book titled Anti-Fragile by Nassim Nicholas Taleb, one of my favorite concepts he describes is that a system will survive wear and tear and still be functional can be considered strong. But on the other hand, there is an anti-fragile system that human beings are a prime example of. An anti-fragile system will not only survive wear and tear, but it would thrive because of it and become stronger because of the injury. So our intuition's job is to guide us towards wear and tear, failure, mistake, so we come out of it stronger on the other side. What if intuition's whole purpose was that you can feel the regret and the distress and the shame and you learn from it rather than sulk in it? What if the whole point of intuition was to learn lessons from immediate failures that set you up for success in the long term? Intuition is like doing a full body workout that hurts afterwards, but makes you stronger. Intuition makes you anti-fragile. Restriction number six. Intuition will require immediate action. If you have an urgency to act on something, it's most likely not your intuition. If you're having a sudden burst of intuition that you must lose weight, take a vacation, buy a home, and that will solve all of your problems, chances are it's not your intuition. It is a strong possibility that it's just your well-practiced social programming that reaching a goal will make you feel better. A certain weight, a certain vacation destination will help you feel better. A goal does not make you feel better, your thoughts about it does. Intuition does not put you in a sense of urgency, compulsion, or impulsivity to reach a goal. It does not give you a sense of lack within yourself. Intuition is very expansive at the body's level. It feels very good when you listen to it. It never belittles you. It doesn't intimidate you. It doesn't use nervousness, anxiety, and worry as a fuel. Those are all lower brain functions. If the fuel for your actions is a thought, what would other people think of me when I lose this weight or when I buy this house? It's not your intuition. When you're feeling pressured to do something, then it simply cannot be your intuition. It doesn't create urgency. For example, if you have an intuitive hit to invest $10,000, ask yourself, really wonder if it was intuition or fear of missing out. Fear, as I always tell you guys, being the most primitive of emotions. There is a difference where you act on your intuition and invest money and when you act on fear of missing out and rush to do it. Both can lead to quick actions, but the energy behind them is different. If the thought is, I gotta do this now or something horrible will happen, it's most likely your fear reflects talking. And this is not to undermine the importance of taking strong actions and making quick decisions. But all of that comes from a place of strength and courage when it's from intuition. 
I encourage you and I teach my clients to take fast actions from a place of courage and willingness to learn. This is a clean intuitive space. Restriction number seven, intuition has no role in faith. That's usually a point of view of people for who faith is about transactional acts alone. But how do you otherwise apply intuition to taqwa, raising God consciousness? Because that's the only ranking system that will raise us in the eyes of God. Most of the work of intuition in our religion is already done for us, especially when it comes to having obligatory acts of ibadah being told to us. We are told to follow the basic commandments of our religion, and that is done by design. Like you can't say, my intuition is telling me not to pray my daily prayers. That's not your intuition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's good for us, and he prescribed certain acts so we don't have to argue about intuition when it comes to the importance of praying and submission to Allah. There is no decision making left in that regard. But there is a lot more room for intuition in the non-obligatory acts of prayers, like charity, non-profit work, volunteerism, or nafil or extra prayers. Use your intuition as a guide to show you what acts of ibadah you will enjoy and you will thrive in. Restriction number eight, intuition always brings a positive message. Does it always have to bring a positive message or can it be negative? Like in a case of a feeling of foreboding or forewarning. So intuition can bring a negative message, but something important differentiates it from superstition. Superstition has to do with kind of a fearful apprehension that something bad will happen that restricts you from taking any action and restricts you from growth. Halting your life because a black cat crossed your path. Fear of the outcome versus genuinely considering the dangers of a situation. Intuition can be a protective force keeping you from walking into danger. So the message can feel strong and protective versus superstition where you're unable to evaluate a situation for its objective data and you avoid action because of the fear of something bad happening. Intuition can bring bad news, again, for the sake of physical and spiritual protection. One time, my husband and I were talking about fun ways to dive in our pool, and my husband came up with the idea that he could inflate a small bounce house with a motor, set it on the pool, and kids could use the slide to jump in the pool. At that exact point, I remember having this so-called bad feeling, and the picture that came to my mind was that the kids jumping in the bounce house and sliding off that is on the pool, and the electric motor of the bounce house falling in the pool, and sending electricity through the whole setup. Oh my god, it sends chills down my spine just thinking about it. Not to mention, we immediately dropped the idea. <laughs> not that we were seriously considering it, but that vision was strong enough for us to not even consider it anymore. <laughs> we otherwise have a lot of fun jumping from the side of the pool, just the old-fashioned way. So intuition can send very scary, apparently negative messages, but it pays off in the long run. Superstition causes undue restriction of exploration and growth, which creates the exact opposite result in the long run. So these eight restrictions kind of wrap up my thoughts on intuition. Inshallah, my sincere dua is that you will find these ideas transformational as they've been hugely transformational in my life. No matter what your goal is, financial independence, service of family or humanity, weight loss, 
increasing your income, or goals of finding a right spouse, intuition is a very important tool in your collection. It is not everything, but it is a big thing. It doesn't replace all the tools, but you can't get the job done without it. Intuition makes for a well-rounded person. I recommend that you make a list of these restrictions and work on lifting them one by one, starting with the one that appeals to you the most. Then just watch your intuition become stronger, inshallah. Intuition does not show up at your door one day with fanfare and fireworks. You have to cultivate it. And if you choose to work on just one of these self-imposed restrictions that I described, I know in my heart of hearts that you will start to see answers in the days or weeks coming up. <laughs> or it can happen even before the next podcast is released, inshallah. But if you're binge listening to these episodes like some of my clients do, that's okay too. Just make sure to apply it in your life. With that, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he raises our connection with our intuition as it is yet another one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's precious gifts to us. Oh Allah, please guide us in using our intuition to create a life of ihsan, to do good in the world, to do good in the name of this religion, and ultimately to do good only for your pleasure's sake. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Islamic Life Coach School podcast. It is our mission to raise emotional intelligence among Muslims and to dispense tools of superior mental health, gaining success in this world and the next, one thought at a time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem. Regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.